1: Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State
3: Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: The Around the NFL Podcast. 60% G, 40% Gay.
4: (laughs) Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. And that's true, but we have to do the math on that, and I am not a mathematician, as everyone knows, <laughs> but we got to get to the bottom of that. Uh, Dan Hans is here, joined in a real outdoor setting filled with heroes. How about that? Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, and a very special appearance. Now they're very special because she's so famous and popular. And the terms of her uh, talent contract deems that she only can work about five days during spring and summer.
2: And they must be from a bar.
3: Colleen Wolf.
5: Hey. What's up, everybody? Hey.
2: What a day. Thanks for coming to my club.
3: All right. <laughs> Set the scene for us, Dan.
4: All right. So here we are. We are in West Hollywood, California, at Rocco's WeHo. This is the heart. The heart of how would you put it, Ricky? How would you put this?
6: We are in the center of Boys Town, which is West Hollywood. We are actually right next to a rainbow flag crosswalk. And June is Pride Month. So we're excited to be debuting our Pride episode of Around the NFL in person. And we also have another special guest. Ow!
4: Oh, we do. We have a lot of people here, by the way. We have a bit of a celebration here for our road show. Um, And very excited. uh, Colleen's. Dad and hey. Wolf is here. He's at a neighboring table right now talking. His
3: nickname is
2: Frenchie. Frenchie so
4: Wolf. He won't or tell me why. The
3: Pride episode was coming up uh, just a few <laughs> days ago. He's like, "I'm g- get me on a plane. I'm going to fly myself Wolf. out here. Exactly.
4: Uh, Gonzo and Connie's uh, friend, Miles, his dad's here. So they're at one table and that's sitting in as well. On the show. But really sitting in just to hang out with us. In fact, she didn't even know the Around the NFL podcast was taping until about 14 minutes ago. She thought it was the broadcast. She thought it was was the broadcast, which is a vanity project for Erica. Um, (laughs) Lakeisha (gasps) Jackson-Wessling.
5: Lakeisha's here.
4: So this is so nice. I mean, it's so great to be here in this part of the city. um, Right in the middle, in the heart of Pride Month. Um, Erica, our wonderful producer,
6: the NFL's resident lesbian, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but also our friend, and uh, we thought it'd be a nice thing. And this is really Ricky's brainchild to to go on location. This is the first time we've been together doing a show since, like
1: when? Many moons. I mean, I, I would say you have to go back to the combine before twenty twenty oh combine God. pandemic potentially. I mean, a show of this magnitude,
4: right? I think there might have been a Thursday night football recap we did from socially distanced in a garage, maybe late last year. But this is the first time we're all together doing a show, and and uh, I know, Mark, you and I are on opposite ends of this. I'm so ready to get back together <laughs> in a workplace and do a <laughs> podcast together because um, it's just more human the connection. Uh, and I know there's the the case for the other way, but. Well, this, come on, this you know, is hold nice, Hold on, Mark. hold on. This like, is nice. We're This all is another, feels this is like another fluid straw situation. man. I mean, I'm sitting here, and we're
1: looking up at the Hollywood Hills. It's about 75 degrees. Um, we are surrounded by a flock of like eight nines and tens just sort of roaming about. I am totally happy here. This is not what I'm talking about. pointing out. This is They're different all men than being that stuffed uh, into our, a now. cubicle <laughs> somewhere. No, but I am, I am on an investigation about the other 20%. We, we know who the one 20% is. Right. It's Erica.
3: The other 20%. Greg, what do you have to say? Well, just maybe that's a a little bit of all of us. You know, everyone's a little good. Ah. That's Mm. right. That's an ally. Um, (laughs) There there it is. I actually think Mark seems totally at ease. Dan is the one. It's partly because he's the host and he's used to having things set up a certain way. That seems a little more uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, that's – But maybe it's the surroundings for Dan. I would say it has nothing
4: to do with – where we are and what, why we're doing this episode, but just there's a lot of moving parts, and I'm also under a sun that is determined to burn me alive. by Dan's the, end the of only this one show.
2: baking in the sun right now. All the rest right. of us are like nicely shaded. It's great. We're, we're
1: couched in wonderful shade. Dan claims because he's part Austrian that he's fine under the sun, but I'm starting to see a little perspiration, and our song is playing, Dan, right now. Oh my uh, Well,
4: that's we don't have the copyright control no. over that, so don't pay attention to that. <laughs> don't um, mind
2: the music playing or the the trucks, the dump truck. But the Reds
4: are on behind us. The Reds are on. So Chris Wessling is with us, as he always, always is. And in fact, Connie, you saw something else right down the street here on Santa Monica Boulevard.
2: Oh, yeah. When we were walking up, there were all of these big green eggs for sale right out front at like the hardware store right next door. And they were just like out in front of us. And my dad was like, oh, I love green eggs. And I was like, oh, it's a sign.
4: So Lakeisha's here. Big green eggs are here. The Reds are here. Mm-hmm. Wes is here. He is. With us as he always is, and Mark Pop quiz. No, actually, you know what? Because I didn't like the insinuation by Greg there. Greg, why is Pride Month in June? I don't know. Aha!
3: You're uncomfortable.
5: (laughs) What
6: of the
3: Stonewall riots? Okay,
6: 1969. Gotcha. I'm not gonna
3: guess. That's not something you guessed for. I thought that was gonna be part of like Erica's time. Basically, Dan has set it up now. And now we're going to hand the show over to Erica for the next 35, 40 minutes, and she's going to explain what pride means to her. Yeah, exactly. No, what Ricky, now, and
4: I want to say, in preparation for today's show, I went and reread that awesome article you wrote on NFL.com last year about your experiences as a gay woman in sports media and at the NFL, and it was just so well done, and uh, really, I, I... I couldn't have um, yep. more respect, Ricky, for what, for what you do and how you expressed yourself in that Thank article. You. And so this is a nice thing for us all to be together uh, celebrating this all.
6: Well, it means a lot that you say that. Thank you. And, you know, you guys were the first people that I told even publicly back, you know, what, three, four years ago now? And really? there's been pride... There's been Pride hmm. celebrations where you guys have been on these streets with me, and it means the world. And as I wrote in that article, I wouldn't have felt comfortable coming forward if it wasn't for you guys behind me.
3: Mm-hmm. Aww, I, I lived in crazy. West Hollywood. I remember being at the Pride Parade around 2002. How about oh, that? Right, right. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh. What what are you trying to say, <laughs>
5: Greg, basically is established Pride.
4: She's speaking to the audience and to us. Greg's like, but I <laughs> was the one who was ahead of the curve.
5: Erica, I
2: think we were on this very street together for Pride a couple years ago. Uh-huh.
4: We were. All right, so this is great. We're all so excited to be here together. But this is a football show. So it's time to talk some football. And before we get to fluid situations... In the summer of love, let's hit the news.
5: right oh. track, baby. I was Oh,
4: yeah, Gaga. Like Gaga, one of the best halftime shows.
6: Did
1: you guys like it? Incredible. I loved it. The halftime it. show was easily the best. Well, Beyonce. She
2: dropped from the ceiling. Or the that, roof, I, I mean guess you the call Hive, it
1: So, like, uh, that Beyonce.
4: You're in the Bay Hive, so yeah, you struggled so with the Gaga a little bit. When I feel to be. I liked how earnest um, and, like, hard on the sleeve Gaga was. Like, it was very cheesy when she jumped off the roof. But it was also, like, she was just embracing it. She's like, I'm playing the Super Bowl.
2: She leaned in. I'm leaning in, and that's why. Respect it.
4: An authentic artist. That Lady Gaga. What's her real name? I was going to say her real name to like really punctuate. Jennifer,
5: it. maybe. Ooh. Not Jennifer.
2: Jo- Gaga Anne. for Gaga. Joanne.
4: All right, all right, here we go. <laughs> focus, focus.
2: Erica, football. this is a football podcast. News. Uh oh, we got football news coming
1: in. Wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, nothing beats two ambulances
6: stuck behind a garbage
1: truck. (laughs) I'm dying. That's that's
6: not how (laughs) those things work. Excuse me. This football show isn't gay enough.
4: (laughs) We need garbage trucks and ambulances racing to motocross events where major injuries went down between straight dudes. All right. Will this (laughs) show ever be be posted
2: is the question.
4: (laughs) All right. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers. He's uh, officially a holdout over at Packers camp. And, you know, here at the Around the NFL podcast, we're not stressing out about it. Even though, if you're a Packers fan, I get it if you are. There's no way he's going to be at this mini camp. We'll see what's going on later on this summer if he doesn't show up for training camp. Anyway, so the other wide receivers and all the other players there at camp, Devontae Adams, who Aaron Rodgers has helped turn into a superstar, through his support behind the reigning NFL MVP, uh, while being careful not to criticize the organization. That he is feuding with. Let's listen to Devontae.
0: Like he knows where I stand. I'll stand on the excuse me. I'll stand on the mountain and uh, and uh, scream on the mountaintop. You know that I, that I got his back and like going back to the. I forgot who asked the question about if it was awkward. Um, it it can never be awkward because I think that any GM, any president, any owner, they should want type of guys that are you know backing their players, especially a player like that.
4: Connie. This is nice. this is how you have to play it, right? If you're a, a Packers player right now, right? You can't. You gotta support the QB because you know the QB is paying attention to everything, but you don't want to distance yourself or disenfranchise yourself from the organizations That's cutting your check.
2: It's a tough situation, I feel like, for everyone to be in because. You have, like, when when Aaron Rodgers said back in, I don't even know, was that January, that his future is a beautiful mystery? Like, he was not playing at all. And, like, all of this has really escalated from one thing to another, like, talking trash about the culture of the franchise and the front office and everything. But I think that this game of chicken is bad for everybody involved because you have, like— how how is the team taking it if it's divided the fan base like i'm sure that i guess on one hand maybe it's adding fuel to the fire for them to be like oh if they're hearing all of the time like the packers can't compete for the division or a playoff spot without aaron rodgers they're all like well that's one dude we're an entire team so what's up but also it's like you're putting this on the coaching staff. I'm sure they have opinions like uh, the team itself, the fans, like everybody involved, there's so much collateral damage. I feel like with what's going on and it would be it, it would behoove everyone to meet in the middle and come to an agreement, but I think we're kind of past that at this point and I don't know what like at what point when each side is going to cede
3: but they don't know. I mean, Devontae Adams doesn't know. Aaron right. Rodgers doesn't know. They don't. They don't know how this is gonna end. It's like when when Connie was in her big contract dispute. Like all the teammates, <laughs> all of us just supported her. You're gonna support your friend. You exactly. want you want them to get uh, what they deserve. And Devontae Adams has to keep in mind he's not far away from a contract negotiation yes. to become one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. And whether that's going to be with Green Bay or not. Like, he might get that money a year sooner if it is from Green Bay. So it's very, very complicated. I mean, I would
1: say this. To call it a beautiful mystery, I don't know about beautiful. um, Slightly (laughs) ponderous on some level. If you're a Packers fan, your hair is on fire. It's a messy mystery. This one um, note from Devontae said, about Aaron Rodgers, he loves when you have his back. Now, he also said, I have his back, and of course he does. Oh, yeah. But That's he loves when you between have those his back. Lines. Because Aaron Rodgers is a special kind of guy. And he also went out of his way to say, look it, I believe that the front office would want me to have the back of another player on this team. Because to your point, yes, the contract for Devontae Adams is coming up. The thing is, it's not February. This isn't back in January when Russell Wilson was upset and you had the entire offseason, the, the, the entire width of the offseason to figure this out. We are weeks away from July, and we are very
3: close to preseason football and training camp. It's not camp, camp though. Ca- training camp, camp is camp, the first time I think it matters even a little bit. Does this That's feel like, a, like well, a
1: camp okay. showdown where Aaron Rodgers simply shows up to the first day of camp? Probably. I was going to say, off-season? to bring
4: it back to Connie, and Connie, I hope <laughs> I'm not talking out of school here.
2: Is this all about me <laughs> No, actually? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Erica, this is no longer your show. It's Colleen's show. It's
2: okay. Um, it's not. It's When show.
4: Colleen made her surge up the ladder here at NFL Media and became a superstar. And we're also proud of her. You know what the NFL did? Said, We're gonna take care of you in a different way than we used to. Maybe Aaron Rodgers Rip up the contract. Mm. Make things right. Get him on the field. Cut
2: the bullshit. I think that I think it's really interesting that uh, Jordan Love said that he talked to Aaron Rodgers yeah. like about what, like a week ago, a week before uh, the mandatory minicamp started and Devontae Adams said that he hasn't talked to him, correct? So I I think that it's interesting that Aaron Rodgers has that line of communication open to Jordan Love in a way that maybe Aaron Rodgers didn't have with Brett Favre. Like that's that at least is is nice, I think. But I think that the organization is in such a tough spot because what are your options at this point? Like you you kind of tr- you have to try and build back that trust if he's going to stay. So yeah, you maybe offer him uh, a contract extension. Maybe you make some type of personnel moves to make him Did the happy.
3: Give him money or not? Money talks. They, they didn't. They didn't want to. They chose not to trade him. In February, like, they're not going to
2: release him after next season. I don't right. see that happening. But
3: it's it's give him more money guaranteed or not? I don't. Here's what I don't care about is this. There was like this tweet from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, which is literally maybe the best newspaper in the country when wow. it comes to football coverage. But the tweet was, what does Jordan Love's big second day of minicamp mean in the big picture? <laughs> oh, it was God. like, how does this affect the big picture? It doesn't It doesn't affect it at all. None of that affects it. Like, I don't think how Jordan Love looks in minicamp or even training camp up until maybe the preseason matters even one bit. To Do you see,
1: though, a scenario where like it's it's a nice, neat idea that he'll, Aaron Rodgers will roll back into town – like mid-August and save the day. Could this be more of like an Emmett Smith-type holdout where we don't see Aaron Rodgers till week three or four because this gets so nasty money-wise? Uh,
4: that would be annoying because that's all anybody would want to talk about when actual football is being played. I hope it doesn't. I'm reading a book right now called I Want My MTV. It's an oral history of uh, the launch of MTV and the, through its golden period, uh, 81 to 92. And MTV had a central guiding principle of – Nobody, none of the talent was bigger than MTV. MTV was the star. The talent was disposable.
3: It was like ESPN was like I that too.
4: and ESPN similar to that. I hope the Packers don't think the Packers brand and the Packers are bigger than Aaron Rodgers because that's not how it works. The quarterback, especially a once in a generation star like Aaron Rodgers, there's you could play chicken with him to a certain extent, but I feel like there is. I a point like where you take it too far. There
2: is a lesson maybe to be learned here for, like, you know, the ATN podcast to stop making it seem like you're bigger than NFL Network and NFL Ooh. Media. Like, uh-huh. it might be time to back off of for that. that fire fire. I you know. mean, they made it pretty she crystal She cooked it, it up, and now she, known, uh, she fed it to us. <laughs> All
4: right. In other news. All right, Greg, this one's for you because you have been, you know, borderline, I don't know, man, libelous with Russell Wilson. And this this idea that he somehow um, started his own self-promotion. Erica, it's incredibly uh, distracting (laughs) when you do the the (laughs) gay Rocco's fist pump.
2: My dad's also taking pictures. There's a lot of things you have to block out the noise when when you're doing this stuff.
4: Um, (laughs) But you said that Russell Wilson campaigned to be the MVP. You uh, You cited a quote at some point. He
3: talked Uh, about it. He did these interviews. Everyone was talking about it. He Mm. was pumping himself up like, hey, I've always been top five quarterback. How about me as number one?
4: All right. So he said that once. You brought it up 400 times.
3: Shaq Barrett,
4: um, the uh, star edge rusher for the Bucs, says even though he was arguably the best player on this defense during a Super Bowl championship run, uh, even though he's just signed a four-year $72 million contract,
7: He said, I'm coming with a vengeance this year. Even though we won the Super Bowl, I'm still hungry. Like, I'm coming. I want to be individually, like, defensive player of the year. If they want to give me MVP because my season that I have should be MVP level. Like, I'm coming, man. Like, Will you bury Shaq Barrett
4: repeatedly in the same way you buried Russ Wilson? Well,
3: if he then turns, has a terrible second half of the season, and then immediately afterwards (laughs) – leaks to all his media friends that he wants to get traded so that everyone forgets <laughs> about the terrible second half of the season and somehow blames so it all on his teammates. Mm. Shaq Barrett, by the way, kind of struggled last year. People you know, Mark was enjoying it for a little while until the very stretch run. He was like Tom Brady and kind of the rest of the Bucks. He kicked it up a notch down the last five weeks. He would have to be a lot better to be defensive player of the year.
1: I mean the the endless string of narratives that don't actually <laughs> like bear themselves in truth. I'm not I'm not rooting against Shaq Barrett. He had an electrifying campaign a couple of years ago that I thought might have been a flash in the pan. He proved me wrong. I think I've said on the show roughly five to 6,000 times that I was wrong on that count. He's a very talented player. MVP, that feels – you're on a team with probably the guy who's going to be the MVP if he plays up to snuff and they go to the playoffs. Speaking so of which,
4: Tom Brady, and, you know, I I, I wisely – I don't track his decline anymore. I don't have all this, like, complicated <laughs> – Sure like you don't. these nerve connections anymore because he's not on the Patriots. So now I just sit back and watch it. But isn't it like a little bit weird that he's forty three, had knee surgery, and then was a full participant in the first <laughs> mandatory uh, minicamp practice? Like, at what point do we start questioning uh, Mark? And you're very much into the if he's the a idea. human. The like, is he is he human? <laughs> like, at what point do we start to ask that question?
1: I think just if you look back at like the 1640s, like in deep Europe, people were dying at like age 28. Like, there is just we evolve, and I think that Tom Brady's found like a pathway to certain health that others did not, sports science wise, because now you have like other quarterbacks even though, like, I, I saw Kirk Cousins saying like, you know, oh, I'm changing my diet and doing this, all this stuff. It's like, I wish I had done this like eight years ago. It's like, excuse me like, the advertising was there for you and for plenty of athletes but it's like, it comes down to your choices Tom Brady's super weird um, he People kind of isolate him as someone like, I would never like not eat nightshades just because Tom Brady doesn't, but he's playing still and he's effective and he's winning Super Bowls. Maybe follow in his path if you're another quarterback. I'm
2: about to buy in on the TB12 method because the I'm other methods to. that I have been using are not working. So I'm ready to go down that road, try it out.
4: <laughs> in other news, oh, <laughs> Connie, you're you're fine. You're fine. Don't get too crazy. Thanks, Dan. You know why? Because you, you have fine. fun. You balance it. You have fun. I have a yin and, and a you, yang. Yes, you you handle it all. Um, if you go full TB12, you're going to start being like, well, I can't actually go out. Right. Uh, I'm not going to come over to the pool That's party because I need work. to do my, you know, this or that. Part Mark's of on the, the juice cleanse right now. Right. Part of the TB12 yeah.
3: method is you remove any sense of humor from your body. Like, you cannot <laughs> I mean, Craig wear. Will never, you cannot Craig will wear never
1: Colleen. in a thousand years <laughs> attempt that diet because he must eat, like, I must have, like, like lines of pork going down yes. through my intestines Bring every day it. that I buy at like yeah. a I get <laughs> like like pork. Imagine, <laughs> imagine enjoying <laughs> eating uh
2: We're food. doing like lines imagine off that. the table of pork. Is that to be, what you're saying? <laughs> I try to be a
1: good friend.
4: And I uh, with Mark right now, he's going through a juice cleanse, which he does every once in a while. So I, I try to give you a little space because I know me texting you, like do you want to go to the bar or whatever, is not toward that goal. But I will say if I have to choose, like what's the better version of Mark that I enjoy – Non-Juice Cleanse Mark and Juice Cleanse Mark, it's pretty... It's the pretty there's no, there's
1: no doubt, but I actually, you know, we are all going to be hanging out together, um, ex, you know, exclusively and uh, <laughs> in high quantities very soon. <laughs> so and I'm cryptic. preparing myself for that to give you that version. That's what what was doing. that? We're be,
4: well, mark didn't I, want to give too much information, but the way you explained it was insane. We're going to be hanging out exclusively it,
3: yeah. in high quantities? It, it made it sound <laughs> like, we're,
1: we're, like we're toilet paper rolls. Well, we're going on a bit of a voyage together as a group, and I wanted to go in, you know, in game shape versus where I was 10 days ago, which was like someone left by the side of the highway.
3: You made it sound like we're all going into a, like a blood pact and, like, and leaving we're the rest We're taking a of group society, vacation. Which is what exactly. a it's another is. way, so you, way know, you could Greg, describe it. Blood <laughs> pacts aren't that far away. And, from um, it's, it's a little
4: tough because the one thing, we're in the heart of West Hollywood here, and it, this is a fun area. Ricky lives right around here. Everybody <laughs> likes to get loose here, have oh, a yeah. good time. Uh, but now i got to bring it down and talk about something a little depressing. It's a little weird. I don't think anyone's done an no obit on the porch of Rocco's. Mm. And yet, here we are. Uh, former New York Giants co- head coach Jim Fossil passed away at the age of 71. Uh, his son, John Fossil, the special teams coordinator of the Cowboys, confirmed the death to the L.A. Times. He told the newspaper his father was taken to a Vegas hospital with chest pains. He died while being treated. Um, I just want to say, as a native New Yorker, Fossil has a very important part of, of Giants history. And, Mark, I think you said recently that if you weren't a Browns fan, you'd be a Giants fan. You know, you had those, uh, the amazing Giants teams of the 1980s once Bill Parcells took over. And that included two Super Bowl wins. And then in uh, 91, after the second Super Bowl win, Parcells walked away, took a year off, went to the Patriots. Ray Hanley came in and was one of the biggest punching bags in the history of New York sports media. He was one and done. Uh, Dan Reeves took over after Hanley. He had had some moments, but the team was still very much under the radar. Fassel then comes in. And they go on this very memorable run in 2000. uh, And uh, his kind of legacy in New York is this quote he gave. And Rex Ryan got a lot of mileage, not coincidentally, also another New York coach, for a press conference in which he uh, made a playoff guarantee that led to a deep postseason run. Here's what Fassel had to say.
0: I'll take full responsibility. I'm raising the stakes right now. This is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Okay? This team is going to the playoffs.
4: This team is going to the playoffs. The Giants went on a five-game winning streak. They win the NFC East. They rip through the NFC, get to the Super Bowl. They get wiped, Greg, by the Ravens. Uh, But um, Fossil hung around for a few more years after that. Had a nice run with New York Giants, passes away at the age of 71. Very sad. Rest in peace.
3: It's such a memorable press conference moment because he got booed off the field right before that. They had just lost two straight games, and he was like the enemy of the town. So to make that speech in that moment and then to not lose a game again until the Super Bowl is a moment you'll always be remembered for. He's had an amazing career. I mean, he was John Elway's coach in Denver, uh, and Elway said he would never have been the, the same Player, if it wasn't for John Fossil, and was such, such a uh, likable guy, Jim well, Fossil. And already.
1: also, like, the New York media is so different. I, I would put Phillies media in there, too, but mm-hmm. that part of the country, um, the Giants lost those two games to the Rams and the Lions and fell to 7-4. and four. You're not falling off the earth at that point, right. and he was being savage. I think he was a bit of an easy target because he wasn't a Bill Parcells-type Personality. Parcells little, cast
5: such a long shadow. Absolutely, in and, football, and, and you, know, you
1: know the Ray Hanley. Ray Hanley basically was just no you know put out there to get destroyed. But Vassell, <laughs> I mean, he won Coach of the Year in '97, and they had a couple down years too. But that 2000 year, I thought, like you said, was his high point. And something about that day, um, you know, we we grew up with WFAN. I'll never forget that I was running errands and driving around listening to Mike and the Mad Dog right after that kind of press conference blew up. And it was a peak moment on WFEM because it was so counterculture to how Fossil behaved um, that Mike and the Mad Dog were doing the best they could with it. But I ran for, uh, errands for another two hours just driving around listening to this because it was one of those moments in Giants history that was memorable. And he was really a wonderful coach for them um, and gets kind of forgotten, I think, in the in he is the, He never in got another head
4: coaching job. Right. His son, of course, Bones Fossil, is with the Cowboys now as their special teams coordinator. He was with the Rams before that. He's not with the minicamp uh Cowboys minicamp this week because of his father's death, but uh and he's a, a really good coach and a guy on the rise too. So
2: I think it's interesting too that like he led the Giants to playoffs in his first season as a head coach in three of his seven seasons as a head coach. And if you go back six years prior to him getting to New York, they had only made the playoffs one time. So he They were led- like the
1: Giants now.
2: Right, exactly. So he led the Giants to double digit wins three different seasons, and the only coaches to do a better job with the Giants were Tom Coughlin and Bill Parcells. Yeah. So, yeah, he is one of the greats there. Um, he also drafted Tiki Barber, who I hated. And like, he, he was there for that. So. And he kind of
4: fixed Tiki Barber, who had a her, horrendous fumbling problem, and he yeah. was credited with like helping him fix his – anyway, Jim Fossil, rest in peace. It is a little bit of a mortality reminder when these late 90s, 2000s guys pass away uh, because we were all very young. And they seem to be so full of life. So, uh, very sad. And um, our hearts go out to the Fossil family. That's what's happening in the. Oh, no. We got a little odds and ends before we.
2: We we do. We do, do, don't we? We We do. Yep. So, shall Shall we. Are we going to do it? Are we going to break out the song?
4: Yeah. If If we're going to do it, it, hit it, Connie.
2: Okay. All right, here we go. Odds and ends, odds and ends. Say everybody, tell your friends because it's odds and ends. And now I just have to like obligatory, wow. and, like, and get it right. So, no, you
3: did it.
4: I mean, without Maybe the without the backing music track yeah. in a live venue with other music pumping behind you,
0: and I you haven't done it yeah. in 18
3: months, probably. Mm-hmm. My you goodness, just clicked into I just it. dusted you're just, it off. You're more of a pro than when you first started. You're I right. Think the the <sighs> The gap Why do you gotta give it, it that negative? The negative that's uh, not negative. Right. I'm just saying, the what? gap between like on-screen Colleen and off-screen is it's it's getting smaller and smaller. She's <laughs> so now just turning into a TV valley, monster, and she is, can uh-oh. just
1: click right in. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. Am I supposed okay. to believe?
5: Hello. So, Colleen,
1: you've never sang that out louder to yourself in the 18 months since you last sang it on the show. That no. that would concern me.
2: No, it's Why?
1: never come to mind.
2: I don't – maybe it will, though. Maybe I will start doing
4: this that. This is an absurd now. episode of our podcast, yeah. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it.
3: This is right, like so if <laughs> we did this as episode five, we wouldn't get a sixth, but we, we've done like 1,300, so it's fine.
4: If you're still listening right now, I just want to say thank you for being we a true fan.
5: <laughs> All right. What do we got? Nods and ends, Okay, Connie.
2: not a ton. Really just wanted to sing the song. Uh First one here, Dak Prescott says that dancing during Cinco de Mayo convinced him his ankle was ready for the season. Mm, that's stupid. So he buried the injury, he said. So some <laughs> people bury footballs, other people bury injuries, and yeah. that's Dak Prescott. Hmm. Um, so okay. that's one
1: thing. I've added
3: my analysis. You got anything, Mark?
1: No, I think it's, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot to add to <laughs> if that. If I was, maybe. like, going to
3: power odd, rank how I think quarterbacks would be at dancing, Dak would be low. I really? Feel like, I feel like nah, he's, he's okay. relatively low. Uh, yeah,
5: he's
2: got rhythm. What are you talking I've actually about? seen just Dak at
4: just just Super Bowl parties, and is, Dak gets loose. Okay. Uh that a, a humble uh, I That's was at a, a certain party that I won't. <laughs> Dak's fine.
2: <laughs> Dak's okay? He moves pretty well. Cool. Okay. okay.
4: Maybe with a little lubrication it
1: helps, but. Greg's like Teddy yeah. Bridgewater's the best dancer. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is a great dancer, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What else we got? (laughs) Um, Other than that, Tua is holding a luau. uh, And it says, like, luau with Tua. And I think they were trying to do some type of, like, uh, rhyme with it. Tuscaloosa. He's going back for his Mm. foundation. So he's going to raise some money. Um, I was originally thinking about talking about Tua and our fluid situation uh, Mm -hmm. conversation because, like, you know, some people have two dads, some people have two moms, some people have two offensive coordinators, so he's kind of in a fluid situation. But uh, I'm not going to do that one. Professional. Some people
3: just met their dad. (laughs) Some people
2: just met their dad. Yeah. So, anyway. Ed
3: Wolf in the house.
2: Uh, Oh. Hey. Okay. I'm
4: going to ask your dad about his alien sighting. Is oh, that okay? Yeah, he would love show. to talk about it. Are you kidding okay. me? Don't don't forget to remind me. All right. Okay. Anything else?
2: Oh, that no, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Else.
4: There was a one odd one end. I ran
2: out of time. My that's dad was nice. hanging out yesterday. So it's, it's not odds and going.
4: ends. It's odd and end. <laughs> it's an odd
2: <laughs> end and an right. end, and that's it.
4: That's what's happening in the news. All right. Now let's get to it. Lakeisha, how are you doing? By the way, I, w- I waited until she bit the food.
2: Yeah, way to
5: go. <laughs> I want to Perfect put her in timing. a tough spot?
4: She's good. All right. Fluid situations in the summer of love. This is the summer of love, and I really hope I'm gonna try. Now, obviously, as a 41 year old father of two, married for nine years, it's a wrap. Like, there's no, there's so no true. On what? It's a wrap. It's like I don't get I'm to loved. truly have like a a, a fun, like free spirited summer. Like, I don't I like, like have that responsibilities, at all,
1: but I understand where you're coming from. I though. have.
4: I'm visiting. I'm going on planes to visit family i'm paying a mortgage i got kids that need to go to here and that it's all it's all relative now connie you and gonzo for example you got dogs
5: we got dogs but
4: you can have a nice summer of love
2: we're just we're we're gonna go to mexico city i think there you go you're doing that That summer of love yeah
4: and then there's ricky hollywood ricky what you got cooking this summer
6: yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, get getting excited for for this June. <laughs> I
2: really don't. Really caught off guard by question. <laughs>
4: Wait a second, Ricky. You're saying after we've all been sequestered for 16 months, yeah, and, and now I'm things sure. are finally getting. And the weather is amazing here in Southern California. You and your beautiful woman, Jet.
5: You don't She's have anything looker. planned? No,
6: we do. I'm going to a bachelorette party tonight, actually, hopping the red-eye. <laughs> yeah.
5: uh, next weekend, that.
6: I'm okay. out of town. It's actually a lesbian bachelorette, so that should be oh, fun. All right.
5: Whoa. It's actually
6: my ex-girlfriend's we're
4: throwing...
5: bachelorette. Whoa! Whoa.
4: <laughs> oh my god, we
5: must unpack. Um, okay,
4: everything, we're canning everything else that we're going to talk about on the show. Yes. Okay, it's, Pride, it's uh, just the reset. It is the Pride episode of the Around the NFL podcast. Erica is getting on a red-eye flight. Tonight, going cross country back yes. to her hometown uh, or hometown adjacent, Boston, Mass, for a bachelorette party
6: of my ex girlfriend. The
4: bachelorette is Ricky's ex. <laughs> Are you going with Jeff?
6: No, she wasn't. My
4: <laughs> <laughs> no way. Wait, where does Jet come down on this?
6: Um, she's gonna go to the wedding, but she's not, she's fine.
4: Wow, well, how did things end with the ex?
6: Um, I broke her heart, like. Five years ago. What? And yeah. she invited
4: you to the bachelor. party? Yeah, we're still party? friends.
6: Same friend group. Uh, we love each other. We're very close, but...
4: Do you think you're more attractive than her fiancé?
3: But but she, she's right. going to try to make one final play for you this weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, can yeah. I ask you a technical question about a, a lesbian bachelorette party? The fiancé
6: won't
1: be there. Well, all right. But n- typically, like, a group of women in a bachelor party would go out and, like, let's go talk to, like, a bunch of, like, beefcakes or, like, like construction workers or, like, rugby guys. But in in your case, would the group of women go be... Again, that's um, Mark's trip to Las Vegas. What would be the attack zone? Would you go speak to another group of women at a table having, like, cocktails?
5: So we
6: rented a big house in the Cape, and we we have a clam bake... (laughs) No (laughs) pun intended. (laughs) Um, We're doing a clam bake. We're doing a (laughs) Sex in the City theme tomorrow night, and then we um, all—my ex is like obsessed with Britney Spears, so we're all gonna dress up as a Britney Spears era. So I did order a schoolgirl outfit that I will be in this weekend. You did did uh, original. Just like the themed cocktails, the, um, you know, like the, the show. I love Sex and the City. We love Sex and the City. All right.
3: Anyone like kind of like slightly sad, shaved head, Brittany? Yeah,
6: era? probably someone
2: will, will be. That's if you sure. want to be
4: a little subversive. That's a good call, Greg. You do that. Yeah, that would
2: be Greg. <laughs> exactly. Greg already has a offer right. for well, our since we're here. night on our group vacation.
5: <laughs> our group uh, <laughs> <laughs> polyamorous exclusive relationship.
1: Very exclusive.
4: Um since I have 3 beautiful women here at the table I just want to know what Britney phase they would be starting with Connie.
2: Oh I would do the one with the boa constrictor. Nice. Oh I'm a slave for you. Oh, yeah that's, that's, that's hot. Nice. I
4: mean
6: she
2: was tan she had her hair good. It would yeah. be I'm a slave or Me Against the Music. Which one's up? Me Against
4: the Music the comeback oh, record.
6: Madonna. Oh yeah
2: yeah yes. but what outfit?
6: She has the
4: slacks on with the proper bustier yeah. Oh yeah,
6: that's hot.
2: That was a really. That
6: was hot. I was gonna this wear jets. Episode. I was gonna wear a jets flight attendant uniform from Toxic, but it's the wrong color, so I went for right, the school a girl outfit. It's teal
1: in the video. At other times, yeah. do you prance around wearing that outfit? Yes, I do actually.
5: I'm just These asking are important qu- questions. I'm asking the questions that I want to ask. This is
1: you know partly my show. <laughs> this is now Dan's
2: favorite episode most.
6: ever.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have anything to share before we move on?
2: Nah. All right. I'm gonna save
5: it. Not save.
4: All right, where were we? Fluid summer. Well, what would you be? Oh, what would I be? Oh, yeah. um, I would be, you know what, I'd be red cat suit. Uh, red leather it suit. Again.
6: Well, my, uh, my best yeah. friend, Donnie, who plays professional right football, um, is like <laughs> 6'3", big lesbian. She got the skin-tight leather suit and then sent a picture last night that it doesn't zip up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What are you do in that spot?
6: She said she's still going to wear it. That's a tough That's sitch.
4: That's a tough sitch. All right, anyway. Well, good luck with that. Don't drink too much. Be careful there.
6: Thanks, Dad. Well, I'm just trying to tell you. That is very,
4: that is, girls, you agree with me. This is an explosive situation, potentially.
2: We're going to have Jet with us at Dad's Summit. Yeah, Jet's going to be with Colleen and you guys this weekend. Yeah, I'll
6: be good. I'm not worried about it.
4: I'm not, like, saying, like, don't, like, make a mistake. I'm saying, like, don't get into a fight. Don't get baited into, like. Don't cheat. No, not that. I know you won't do that. And wow. she won't do that, probably.
2: What kind of fight is Ricky going it to get into? you got to admit, <laughs> he
4: my heteronormative mind, I'm thinking, like, imagine having a bachelor party.
6: With all of you guys dressed as Britney and Spears.
1: And then one of the
4: guys at your bachelor party
1: is your dated
4: ex. your fiancé? Mm.
1: It happens. You're not
3: living in He's her world. He's not going to my bachelor party. It happens, and, and, and bad <laughs> does go down. So I think yeah. yeah. everyone's thought about this, I'm sure.
6: Yeah.
1: I think whatever you do, Jet is allowed to do at Colleen's house with said figures <laughs> in the environment. Yeah,
6: her and John have been really clicking lately.
2: <laughs> I am a little worried. All right, so I'll, I'll be at the Cape with you. <laughs> do you have an extra hour? got a boa constrictor coming out.
4: <laughs> All right, fluid situations in the summer of love. Mark, get us going.
1: All right, well, we're going around once, I believe, right?
4: I don't know. Well, we'll, once
1: I or
3: think. twice. We'll okay, well, well, then I'm going
1: to start with a football-y one, but I have another concern. I can bring it up later. Um... I want to look at the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' backfield because I think one of the most um, important signings of the offseason, but underrated. Hey, right, Erica. <laughs> like, One of the most <laughs> underrated, kind of the, uh, flew under the radar, is Gio Bernard to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last year, the Buccaneers, with Battleship Fournette and the rest of the crew, had one of the worst um, receiving crews. I'm still thinking the about league. the
4: bachelorette party.
1: I know. Listen, right. you are making me pivot back to like super boring territory. If you are going to
3: pivot off the bachelor party, you can't go like third string, third. Theo Bernard back. in the yeah, box. Right, do you want to
1: hear my other thing? Yeah, yeah, give me okay. the other thing. This is honestly, this is honestly super annoying to me. Now, Carlos Dunlap, who I tra- I travel to Italy and Germany with, lots of respect. Okay, so much. Respect. L- I love him a lot. Um, he is a hardworking guy, but he's one of this um, cast of defenders that on Instagram he changed his number. And it does the thing where he's running around in Seahawks, like, green and blue. He's 46, and then suddenly it turns to him, this big, burly pass rusher, turning to 8. And I know everyone's like, hey, it's cool. It's like, let them change their numbers. But you also have, like, Patrick Queen going from Ravens linebacker, big, thick man, going from 48 to 6, okay? Matt Matthew Judon.
4: Did you add big thick man because we're it's for the Pride Show? No,
1: he's a large, wide man. Like, and this is my problem. Matthew Judon, ninety-nine to nine. Um, Jalen Smith, fifty-four to nine. Buddha Baker, thirty-two to three. I know it's it seems cute here before with the games start, but it is going to be. I think to, to people that have watched the game for a very long time, the situation is fluid because jarring. maybe yeah. it will be yeah. fine. But I do think to some people it's going to be very disturbing to watch like a pass rusher number three coming in and attacking like quarterback number three. It's like watching I
3: college college football that annoys me. But they but were I don't 40, watch college football. They were forty like, sixes before. That's a terrible pass rush number two. That's so. why
4: but, it's to guys like me and you and Greg. Right. Although Greg, I know you watch tape like during draft time. Cis but white like, males. It's like when you don't. Connie, do you watch college football?
2: No. No. I don't have time because I'm u- normally – No, you're with very you. busy. I'm very I, busy. <laughs> <laughs> my, but my,
4: my point being, if you're not a big college football fan, a wide receiver that's number two, like Julio Jones is now, is, is, it blows your mind. I don't, I don't follow sports at that level that closely. So when you see this, like, super-duper star wide receiver – so it is, it is fluid, yes, very but fluid. But the
1: wide receivers <laughs> I've become accustomed to. But when it's, like, a gigantic, like, super-giant pass-rushing guy – attacking a quarterback with a lower number than the quarterback like i like, but what's your bigger point like it's what, an under the radar well i don't know if there's a point attached season. to it other than <laughs> the fact <laughs> that like visually it radar. it's like it's like every no one's saying it matters but i think you're going to get a bunch of people on twitter when games start ah. complaining about it i do i think it's going to be a you're talking be point one of
3: those you are complaining right now i'm about complaining it. now yeah. i'm
1: getting ahead of the game on the complaints that's
3: good all right no, it, it, it's under the radar i like that greg how
4: about a fluid situation in the summer of love
3: I don't know I don't know if these guys are um, in love with uh, their situations right now, but Chandler Jones and Danelle Hunter are uh, both in fluid situations that have slipped under the radar. Very fluid. Danelle Hunter has, has won a new contract since before the pandemic. That kind of, like, slipped out of mind because then he had a neck injury, but he's still not showing up. They don't know if he's ever going to show up. I don't know how he's going to get more money out of them when he just missed an entire year with a neck injury. But Chandler Jones is even more fluid. He surprised everyone. No one is even knowing what the reporting is going to be. I don't know why we keep saying fluid, and then Erica laughs at me. This is yeah,
4: now the challenge. I mean, Jones is—it's such a fluid situation. Yeah, Tell me why. I don't I know. know.
3: It, it's basically just football topics we want to talk about. That um, that we don't know what's going to happen. I th- I
4: wonder. I honestly wonder how much the the, the JJ Watt hullabaloo. Like, led to that's Chandler it. Jones being unhappy. I think
3: that's it. And I asked around, and that suspicion was confirmed. When a player Texted as good sheet. as Chandler Jones, and to be clear, he's you know on balance probably been a little better than J. Watt over the last few years, is on a team, and then you sign a new player who who is a couple years older, and he's making more money than you, that gets on your radar big time, and Chandler Jones hasn't shown up. And if you remember how he left – New England, it was it was a very strange, sudden sort of. Eh, Chandler Jones is gone. He had some weird offers. Well, there was fields. also
1: an event that it could have right. been exciting. Story. Like a bath event. salt Yeah, type he, event or he showed
3: yeah. up to a police station um, asking for help and was under drugs, the influence yeah. of drugs. So that was strange. Uh, but there, there's, been here here. That, that, there's been some whispers. That will your career along. There's been some whispers. He's been a great player there. I do have doubts whether he's going to be on the Cardinals in 2021. Would not shock me if he gets traded in August. Very good, Connie.
2: Can we do every podcast at a bar?
3: I was like wondering (laughs) because
2: I'll be there. All right. Um, I don't know if our audience
4: will be, but like, we'll be here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Not sure we're gaining. Can't wait to read the subreddit. (laughs) Okay, Damian Williams. His future is a very fluid situation. (laughs) Uh, obviously, he, he. All right, so think about this, though. He How many other Super backup Bowl. running backs
1: can we
5: get You got stuck segment. in the same world I did. These guys are tough. Just for John.
2: He won the Super Bowl with Kansas City, scored two touchdowns in that game. Then he opted out last year because of COVID. He's 29 years old, and now all of a sudden he's a Chicago Bear. So think about what he had to go through last year. He had to sit at home. And watch the games and watch his replacement basically take his job. A young, new guy on the scene who was doing really great on his team. So I don't fault the Chiefs for moving on from him with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but I can't even imagine the mental games that Damian Williams played with himself while watching the actual games. He told the Sun-Times, Watching at home really made him realize that he didn't want to watch anything, any other games at home anymore. And he just, like, wants to play basically until the wheels fall off. So he signed this one-year deal with Chicago, which is, like, a really messy situation in and of itself, That the, the Bears team in general, that offense for sure. The only thing that kind of swings me the other way is – <laughs> Matt Nagy obviously (laughs) knows him. There we go, (laughs) from his days as offensive coordinator in Kansas City. So it's a familiar system for him with familiar plays, and obviously he's familiar with the coach. So I'm going to be watching this in preseason. I'm going to see. I want to. I'm really interested to see how they use him with Dave Montgomery there, the lead rusher from last year. Tyree Cohen. We hardly saw him at all last year because of the ACL in Week Three. So I feel like this is something to watch for sure because there's some fluid stuff happening.
3: I mean, he almost won Super Bowl MVP, and then he sits right. out the year. Fluid everywhere. It's, a big, so much, so <laughs> many it's fluids. a big change.
6: Stop talking about my bachelorette party.
3: <laughs> you got to be careful at that party.
4: We're going to circle back to that one. All right. Um, I want to talk about Devonte Booker. Uh, he's very – no, just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. <Wait, wow. laughs> Now, I want to talk about this one. Not, it's not exciting, but it is notable. I talk about injury stuff. Like just, it's fluid. It's, I'm going to name some guys that are, have a huge role and a huge responsibility toward making their team successful, and um, they need their rehab to go in the right direction right now. I'll start with Calvin Ridley. You know what I hate? I hate foot surgeries. Hate them, especially for a skilled player.
2: Have you ever hate had them. one?
4: I'm not a skill player, and I've never had foot surgery. I'm as far as you can get from this conversation. <laughs> I'm analyzing the situation from a distance. <laughs> from a distance. Um, what's
3: in this? Um, that, that Tito's is definitely hitting right
5: now. I so love anyway, this. This is my favorite show ever. So
4: Calvin Ridley had what, what was explained as a minor foot procedure, and he'll be fine for training camp. I hope so. But you just traded away Julio Jones, and I know everyone thinks Kyle Pitts is going to hit the ground running and be the greatest tight end of all time, and maybe he will be. But we might be going, Greg, from a situation where you were all hopped up, for instance, about having this big three together with Matt Ryan, the former MVP quarterback. Now Julio's gone, and you got Pitts learning the playbook in the pro game, and now you have the start and the new number one coming off foot surgery. Don't like it. Speaking of foot surgery, I don't like Quinnen Williams, my team's number one defensive player. Coming off first surgery. That went under the radar a little bit about a month ago. It's like, oh, yeah, he just had foot surgery. He'll be back. Everything's minor
3: in the off season.
4: I don't like that stuff because foot injuries, if you follow the sport, you know they might come back, but they can re-aggravate them easily. More injury stuff. Saquon Barkley. Usually this time of year you hear, oh, yeah, not only do I feel like I felt before the injury, I'm better.
5: Oh, yeah. It's one Ten of the great better. tropes
4: of the offseason. season. No, Saquon, it's like we're taking it one day at a time. Our goal is to get him back and uh, he'll be ready to go week one. I'm not I'm not ringing any alarm bells. I'm just saying it's the way it's being put out by the team is not. And by
3: Barkley, he sounded pretty cautious this week. Like they, I, I There's a lot right. of
4: work to do still on that ACL rehab for an injury that happened early last year. Keep an eye on that. Kyle Long, tons of ink, digital ink spilled uh, after the Super Bowl when he came out of retirement, signed with the Chiefs. They were like, the way we and I'm saying we is the football senti. The way we operated on this is like, oh yeah, Kyle Long's back and he's the star of 2014. He's their new guard there, right guard. Is like, no, no, no. We don't know what it is. So now that's a camp battle, and he might be getting a surgery. He might be out of the picture entirely. Um, I'll leave it there. There's more players to go through, but keep an eye. It's a very fluid situation with these injuries. Mm.
6: Nice work. So
4: Anybody else have a, a fluid injury thing that maybe I missed?
3: Solomon Amari Thomas. Cooper this My back's Rosa. been bothering me. Amari Cooper this week. <laughs> Ian Rapport. This is what I'm getting at with the whole like minor injury. He got hurt two weeks ago and he might not be ready for training camp. And all the comments are like, Oh, it's no big pro no big deal. That's two and a half months in between when you just got hurt and being ready for training. If that if that happened during the season, you just missed the whole season, that's not minor. Coaches lie about offseason injuries more than they lie about anything else, I would say. Cam Newton, hand injury. And
4: I'm not, again, I'm not ringing Coach alarm tells. bells. I'm just saying he hurt his hand. They said it's not serious, but he is we'll also see. um, not practicing right now. All right, let's go quick one more time around. Mark.
1: All right. Um, or this did is you bring both?
4: Because you, you had the Frank Gore one earlier.
1: No, 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 that did not count because I was swept Gio off Bernard? the deck with that. I'm not no, Gio Bernard is gonna do great. <laughs> I That's we the end of that, that one. one. <laughs> this this, really got, on my, this got on my this is more just got on my radar. new Texans coach David Culley will not hold hold mandatory alone. minicamp next week saying <laughs> we've accomplished what we want to accomplish. Hold on. So fluid. First of all, give me a break here. Like the Texans are facing <laughs> one of the biggest PR oh, crises this, of this. any team in sports. We
3: do
0: this take every year. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs>
1: no, no, no. But of any team that like has number one, you have 50 plus new players. We're good. We're good. We're like a, we're a team totally that is fluid and flux as any team <laughs> in the NFL. How about you get back together and do some professional work together? I don't like the idea that even either, either either even go to the press with this saying, "Hey, you know what? We've wrapped it up. We're fine." So when you're 1 and 8, we can look back and say, Hey, you did everything you possibly could. I just think you're a, you're a new coach. Mm. I like him a lot. Seems like a nice guy. Everyone likes him. But, like, you have got to have a different approach than, you know, let's just take an extra week <laughs> off because we're the Houston Texans. We're sky high. Things are fine. <laughs> there are no issues inside the building. No issues. We'll see you in August Listen, or late July. Uh, he is he
4: is the new version of uh, who's handsome Hank's boy that was the coach of the 49ers. Joe Philbin. No, 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 49ers. Go. Oh, 99 Tom Sula. Oh, well. Jim Tom Sula, he's oh. rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. He, he's waited his whole life. He's a 64-year-old man, I believe. Finally gets a big chair, and he's dealt this hand. This I mean, he's Sean getting Watson money. You know? All
1: right, listen, but it's right. not just money. People didn't get money. to leave the it, Titanic. It, it, you have to stick it out. You have to stay. I know, you know? but it's like I think he, he
4: took the job. He took the gig knowing it was a Titanic challenge in front of him. I just kind of feel bad for the dude. I I do too, but I would
1: say if you're Texans fans, you're wondering, like, you're sending me, like, a bunch of emails about dropping, like, $1,400 on season tickets or twice that. Like, how about, like, I at least have an organization that says (laughs) our talent base is way down here. We're going to work harder than anyone else. We've got a ton of new people, we've got two new systems. We're going to grind as hard this as anyone. Very Dan like, Campbell We're here. good. We're out. See you in July. Have <laughs> a nice time. We're going to go to the Bahamas. Please. It's a
3: sign these minicamps don't amount to too much. They are not the only team that's skipping minicamp, by the way. Many teams are. Yeah, the, 49ers the Eagles are. are. and I don't understand the Rams that at all. Their thing. Cause it, cause Kyle it Shanahan.
4: It's just like Mark Sessler. Yeah, boy. He did the same thing.
1: Yeah, but, I, but Shanahan, no one's sitting around wondering if the 49ers have organizational direction. I wouldn't bring that up about them. Like, if you're essentially working from behind with the, with the talent of, like, a high-level college team, oh, you've got gotcha. to do more. I'm you just going to throw out argument.
3: this uh, item of news yes. this week that was just a reminder that Deshaun Watson someday could play football again. We don't know if that's going to be this year, but Kareem Jackson, his old teammate in Houston, pointing out that Watson wants to play in Denver. Just got me thinking about 2022, that the Broncos, who have a Super Bowl roster— like They might have their option or be going for either one of these guys in 2022 or maybe like later this year, depending on what the NFL wants to do about Watson.
4: I've been very hard. I think you nailed it, Greg. I've been very hard on John Elway, as anyone listening to this podcast knows. But the light bulb did go off for me this morning when I saw that. And I was like, I wonder if, like, yes, of course Teddy Bridgewater is not the future. Of course Drew Locke stinks. But there, maybe this is a chess a chess situation, and they're they're playing a different game, and they're just biding their time to make that play. It's
3: probably next year, not week seven. But the NFL is going to decide on that before any teams do. Connie,
2: mine's quick. It's the Zach Ertz situation in Philly. Like I still there. It's still yeah. It's he's still, still there. Very fluid. Uh and. For me, I just don't understand, as you just mentioned, Mark, uh, or whoever did, about the the fact that there's a ton of teams in the league that canceled their mandatory mini-camps, and the Eagles are one of them, and I don't understand why they did that because you have Nick Sirianni, you have a new coaching staff, you have... you
4: trust Nick Sirianni. He'll be fine, right? This feels like a Ted Lasso situation, and I'm
2: not happy about it. And (laughs) I don't know what to do because you have the whole uncertainty with, like... Jalen Hurts, and then obviously you don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with Ertz here, and there's the whispers about Buffalo, maybe, like, moving around some cap space and maybe bringing someone in instead of, that. they have Dawson Knox, I don't know, but The future of Zach Ertz is in question, and it feels like maybe we would have gotten a little bit of clarity if they had a mandatory minicamp and if Ertz would have showed up for that, but now we have no idea until training camp. Mm -hmm. Check out all of our Instagram stories because we're doing BTS, guys, right now. (laughs) And
4: I love love that you bring up Zach Ertz because you're a Philly girl, that's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52 – will live with you for the rest of your life. It will. I remember coming upon you up on the field at the 30-yard line. You were crying.
5: Yeah, it was overwhelming. What a
4: moment. And where we were seated in our auxiliary press box, Zach Ertz coming right towards us with that go-ahead touchdown. Greg watching it just Mm -hmm. dying inside. Literally, the Patriots, just the whole Uh. empire crumbling in front of Greg. I'll never forget it. Yeah,
3: the year before my favorite Super Bowl victory by the Patriots.
5: Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, All right. Anyway, so Zach Ertz, he's a very important figure to Eagle mm-hmm. sense I get it, and and this idea that he's—is he going or is hey, he staying? And it's is, just like I guess yeah. I don't know
2: if if maybe it seems they seems like he's gone,
4: but why
3: is he yeah. still there? It's I let own him time. spread
2: his Not wings yet. and fly. So I think they're waiting to for him to be cut because
1: don't they don't
4: know. want to trade him. I do, I do for need him. to
3: go pick up my daughter. We had some technical issues. Yeah, yeah. I right. want
2: to ask my dad about <laughs> UFOs. Right? Okay.
4: All right. <laughs> let me just let's close this seg. We'll say goodbye, and then uh, we'll bring in. Ed Wolf. after Greg um, So no Greg things signs that up. make
2: us gay. We're not doing that second. We will. We will. Okay.
4: But Greg has to jump out. Dawson <laughs> okay. Knox, by the way, you mentioned tight ends. Yeah. You mentioned the Bills. My all-time favorite new trope I hope it lasts for a million years. <laughs> Dawson Knox is working with a, quote, vision specialist to improve his hand-eye coordination. I hope this – I mean, this is insane to me. Like, hand-eye coordination. That's it. Like, that's how you got here in the first place. If you don't have enough hand-eye coordination now and you're in the NFL, you're you're no specialist is going to help you. <laughs> and I just hope every year we learn about more people visiting vision specialists. And, by the way, if this guy that Dawson Knox goes to, if he has an all-pro season for the Bills this oh, yeah. year, that's this big. guy is going to be a billionaire.
1: Oh, he'll be the new David Andrews, the, the, the surgeon. I was
5: trying the, to think of his yeah. name.
4: There's like – Thousands of NFL players if I just had better hand-eye coordination. <sighs> well, maybe there's a specialist out there, a vision specialist that can do it. Look
2: at Jameis Winston. I don't know what's laced. fluid about
4: that. I just wanted to talk about it. All right, Greg, you need to go I do. pick up your daughter. I guess I'm going to miss the last segment.
3: You are. But you, got, you guys can hand. You,
2: do you have one you thing that you want to drop that makes you yeah,
3: Anything oh, else you want to say gay? about on Pride, our special Pride I just want to say uh, I love this town. I love Erica. I love Pride Month. <laughs> And um What a politician. How about, how about for Things That he's Make Me a, the Copenhagen the Trilogy by Tove <laughs> Ditlitzon, my favorite thing I've read all year. It's like three really short memoirs. Pack's a big punch. Immersive. Love it. All right. Greg That's Rosenthal. Wow. Thank you.
4: Great Don't book. Take recommendation. The mic with you. Close things out. Bye, buddy. <laughs> all right, here we are. Here we are again in the heart of West Hollywood Rocco's. What a moment that was when Greg shared that book recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> was that what it was? I couldn't really hear him. All right. Now here we are with the legend himself, Ed Wolf.
7: I'm a legend? <laughs> of course
2: you
4: are. On this table, you are.
7: Okay. All right. All right. So we got Colleen.
4: Mm-hmm. We got Ed. I never thought I'd be doing a podcast with two wolves, and here we are. How about Very it? Very exciting. Yeah. Ed, so you had a long career uh, working at uh, – well, you were in the Air Force, correct?
7: That's correct. How long were you in Force. the Air Force for? Four years. Four years. Yeah, three years, uh, eight months, and twenty-seven days. And how
4: proud <laughs> are you of your daughter that she has kind of went into that world of air travel? Her, uh,
7: I am extremely proud of that, and she knows everything that goes on because mm-hmm. she my hears my stories. My taught stories. me how to fly.
2: I don't have my license, but I went to ground school. I graduated from ground school. Uh, I just never—I was too afraid to solo, so I never got my license.
4: That is awesome. Do you, <laughs> is, is it something that makes you nervous as a dad, to, to Your daughter in the air? I feel like it would freak Man, me out. But not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. You yeah. trust her. You know the she knows her stuff. The controllers are good.
7: The controllers are excellent.
4: Very good. All right. Yeah. Now, now to dig in, because you're sitting next to Mark Sessler, who's a certified alien freak. This right. guy, he says, it's not just that. Mark, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Well, no, it, it, we'll get into this, but the yeah. first time that I met, Ed Wolf, this was probably eight, nine, eight years ago yeah. when you guys were at the Whaler, and I was with Wes, actually, and we happened to be there in separate parties, and we saw you, and it's the first time we ever hung out um, in person, and you, at the end of the night, shared a story, and we were, you know, they, we had a few drinks in us. Um, you shared a story about something that happened to you in the Air Force. Dan, and it affected me quite a bit. I uh, yes. thought about and, it since.
4: So you were... Uh Watching the skies. No, Tell, take us through actually, it. Take us no.
7: through it. All right. So I was actually at a. I see. I, I worked at an ICBM site. And what is uh, that? It was in. A, what does inter- that mean? An intercontinental ballistic missile site. And uh, I was in South Dakota. And in the horizon, I saw a light, whatever you want to call it, a light. And it did not move in normal progression as a star, or an airplane, and everything. It was very fast. It went up, down, over, left, right, all kinds of different trajectories, is the best I can say. Uh, it was not normal. And so I've moving in a way in that
4: uh, terrestrial aircraft doesn't move
7: technologically. Correct, correct, correct.
2: correct. And it wasn't and on it- the radar,
7: and no, no, no.
1: How about this? In a way that a weather balloon does not move? No,
7: no, no, no. No. Totally, totally abnormal. Let me put it that way.
2: And you were with someone else, right? What? You were with someone else when I you saw it? I was a
7: bunch of people, yeah. Yeah. They all saw it, too. And we had an air policeman who was with me, and he said, I didn't see anything. Because if I told him I saw it, I'm uh-huh. going to Vietnam tomorrow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now... I, I'm sure you followed this very closely, Ed, that there was a 60 Minutes expose on this. And right. there's been a lot of stuff in the media that the government, more they've un, unlocked these documents. And they're saying, listen, we have these moments like you're explaining. These look like UFOs. Or do you know what they call them now? There's a uh, different term. But we don't know what these are. We can't explain what these are. We also can't say – we're not saying it's aliens – but we can't rule it out either. Ed, put it on the record. Military man, do you think what you saw was an alien? Absolutely, absolutely, Didn't no question even about it.
7: Skip a
2: beat. He knows it was an alien.
7: I do. Well, it
4: I wasn't know, Russian it spies. Was it wasn't. Let me
5: put
7: UFO. it this way: it was an UFO, unidentified flying object. But it was—it was not normal. It was totally abnormal in the laws of physics that we know. It could have been other things.
1: Can I ask you a follow-up? Um, so there is, it must be good for you to see that it's becoming, I mean, almost underwhelmingly so normalized now. Everyone's like, oh yeah, now there's, there's UFOs. We all get it. Like, there's not a freak out aspect to it yet. Um, but there is another train of thought that suggests that a large number of these are not coming from somewhere far away down to our earth, but coming from deep underground bases under, like, Antarctica, and they're coming up through the sea. There's a lot of um, observation where they're coming up through the water. I love that Do this. you think that the there's path. something potentially to that where um, there are parts of our Earth or inner Earth that we obviously don't know anything about, the sea is 5% discovered. Um, is there something other than just coming from another planet? Or Do you think there's something to any of that?
7: It could be. It, it totally could be. From the ocean? I have no idea. But, you know, these things are... Uh, Hover over the horizon and then they dip below the sea base, and you don't see them anymore. So, definitely could be.
2: Our friend uh, Kristen. No, I totally also believe they're over are UFOs. the UFOs.
7: She well, saw one as well,
4: Kristen. Oh, yeah. I, uh, wow. Unbelievable.
1: Baker Mayfield yeah. saw a UFO. Everyone's like, oh, it's Baker Mayfield. Now it's like, excuse me. Just well, that one curve. I'm a little suspect about. No, it's not a suspect. All about.
4: right, Ed, before we say goodbye, um, Nick Siriani, how do you feel about it?
1: Say that again.
4: Nick Sirianni, how do you feel about it?
2: The head coach of the Eagles. Um, how oh, do you feel about him? Excellent.
7: <laughs> excellent. I'm ready. I'm ready.
4: You have total faith in the total new faith. leadership. Yes. All right. Uh, what about the Carson Wentz trade? About Were you upset when he was traded
7: No, to the not Colts? at all. Not at all was not upset at that at all.
4: No loyalty to Carson Wentz in no, Philadelphia, no, no, I thought. No. And Wolf has to... some
2: hotter takes. No. Uh, and has
4: hotter back. takes that's than that. a came different from. episode. North
7: Dakota, South Dakota, one of the Dakotas. <laughs> all right.
4: All right, and we're about to finish the show with um, a segment we call Things That We're Gay For. So if you want to hop off, that's totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, I don't care.
1: <laughs> Stick around. Uh, all right. One bit. Okay.
4: All right, we'll start with Mark Sessler. What are you gay for right now?
1: Well, I will just say, because I haven't had a chance during this episode, that like I do think it's super cool that we're here because of Erica. We would never be otherwise, and I mean, we've known Erica for five years now or so, and it was not easy for you, I think, when you came to the NFL to share that with anyone. And I I kind of like becoming your friend and like tracking your Instagram, I was like, I kind of think that this may be the case with Erica, but I don't have, like, hardcore proof. But you you shared it with a close circle of friends early on. But even our workplace was not the easiest place for that. And I'm sure it is now. It's gotten better. But it's cool just to see um, that you own it, you are who you are. And, like, uh, having, I'll say again, having that one day trounced around these streets with you, Erica is not only, like, she's not, like, the top 50 most popular person up here at night. She's in like the top. She's like a Tom Brady of popularity among other lesbianic women. So are you the gay goat? Yeah, I think so. You're doing great. I think you are. The straights love her too. That's very nice, Mark.
4: Very well said, Mr. Sessler. Uh, How about you, Connie?
2: You guys make me gay. I love hanging out with you guys, (laughs) and it makes me so happy whenever I can come on the pod, and especially see you guys in person. I mean, it's for me. It's more just hanging out with you guys, and seeing you, and sharing sharing food and sharing time and sharing labs. And it's less about the football for me. And you guys just make me so happy whenever we can make time for each other. So this wow. is really nice. That's
4: awesome. I feel the same way, Colleen. And uh, I was going to share a similar thought to Mark. I, I just think it's so great. Like I grew up, we talked about the Stonewall riots um, that occurred in 1969 that kind of like kicked off uh, this revolution. And it's helped take us to where – uh, things are now and hopefully continue to go forward uh, in a positive direction but like when I was growing up like you know I was an 80's kid early 90's kid it, it's amazing especially being in the suburbs that there was just no connection to things like gay culture and things of that nature so I just think it's
2: there's no, I'm sorry, there's, there's literally landing. a helicopter
4: landing,
7: <laughs>
2: landing right next to us
4: behind <laughs> right us now. Oh, it's the West Hollywood Sheriff's
7: station. They might be. They sent Ed Wolf Wolf (laughs) to Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good morning, Vietnam.
4: (laughs) Anyway, Ricky, let me give Ricky a hug. I I love love you. you. We all love you. This is so nice. And do you want to put a cap on it? What are you gay for?
2: Yeah, I mean the fact that we're even. (laughs)
4: Let's wait for the helicopter. (laughs) And
2: and Ricky's also wearing a NASA shirt right now, so it's like everything really connects.
6: There we go. So I, um, the fact that we're even doing this episode makes me wanna. I feel teary right now. It's like I am so supported by you guys, and we are such an incredible family. When my family is so far away, and there isn't anything that I wouldn't do for you guys, and it's clear that you guys feel the same way because we're all here, and I love you guys very much.
2: Oh, Ricky. Oh, Ricky. When Ricky gets emotional, it makes me get emotional, I know. and I love her so much.
4: You. All right, let's bring this thing in for a landing.
7: <laughs> oh, I like that idea.
2: <laughs> Wait, can you clear us for landing? How are you a clear an airplane? Clear us, we'll
7: Clear them for landing, okay. All right, so give you me a. Clear F. for landing. So, I want to say that I have a bunch of gay friends that I have, and they're great. Oh, that's I awesome. love okay. them. I love them the deck. Yeah. They're like my best, some of my best friends are. Aww. Perfect landing. All right. All right.
4: Ed will brought it in for the landing. <laughs> okay. All right. By the way, I'm going to sign off now, Ed. Okay. And then if you can give your air air traffic control sign off for the whole show. Some lingo. Pretend can I throw it to you? Give us some on, lingo like, when you're bringing a, a bringing in an aircraft for a landing? Okay. Okay. When I point to you? Okay. Kind of nice.
1: Tom Cruise, right. Top Gun type
5: scenario. So anyway,
4: this is a great this is a great experience to be back together, um, and we're going to have some fun times, uh, more private times all together to celebrate. <laughs> uh, the great Chris Wessling. And I'm so excited for that. And just looking at Lakeisha, uh, fills our hearts with joy. So this is just such a nice day. I love everybody. Love you guys. Love West Hollywood. Love gay Rockos. I love everything. <laughs> All right. Now we'll be back. We're going dark. We got one more show next week, right? Mark. And then we're going to go dark. I'll for decide a little
1: that while. this weekend. And let you, All know. Right, you decide,
4: decide that. that. Uh, we'll be back early next week and then we'll give you an update on what, uh, we're going to go dark for a little bit, but, uh, that's it. Thank you, to everybody, for listening. And if you made it this far, far into the episode, you are a, a true one. fan. All right. Ed Wolf, uh, take us home. Bring us okay. in for a landing.
7: So when a plane lands, you say cleared to land. After a land, you say turn left next intersection and contact ground control on 21 7. Have a nice day.
4: Heed the call. <laughs> Until next week.